I decided to name this today's topic as Crossover 2.0. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, as we remembered last Sunday, we talked about one thing. One thing that we lack. Uh, have you been thinking about it? Have you been asking yourself, what's that one thing? I've been asking the Lord, what's that one thing uh, that we lack? Or what's that one thing um, that God is asking us that we may align back with Him? Just that one thing. Uh, recently, I attended a, you know, a leadership summit. Uh, it's online. And they encourage us as, you know, as leaders, even as we listen to the teaching online, they just ask us to focus on one thing. Because you, you, you are not able yeah, to focus on so many things that they are talking about. But from what they have shared, they say, one thing. What's that one thing that you, you want, you have learned, and that you want to apply it in your life? So remember that one thing that the Lord has spoken to you yeah, throughout the week. And the week before that, we had our crossover uh, 1.0. And in our crossover 1.0, okay, we started off with talking about King David, how he was so excited because he's bringing the Ark, yeah, the Ark of the Covenant into the city of David to be in the city itself. And then we, we look at the song that he sang, you know, he wrote a song and he gave it to the Levites. You know, sing this, we want to sing this. And it was all praises. And they're so happy because of the ark. And I was saying that, what about us? Wow, even more happy, isn't it? Because we have become the temple of the Holy Spirit. Wow, is God living inside us. And it's something that we ponder and we, it's being unfolded to us day by day as we seek the Lord. What does it mean that the Lord not only with us but in us and we are in Him? And we talk about uh, crossover 1.0. We talk about the Lord is asking us, what's our motivation? What's our motives? Even as we pray, you know, we're praying for people. What is our motive? Is it really the love of God for that person or uh, some benefits they want to have because of that uh, or that it will reduce our stress? Okay, so that's why we, we uh, with that person. So that's why we are praying that. But what is our motive? And remember that all good things come from the Lord and love comes from the Lord. Joy, peace come from the Lord. So we are not able to love or to, you know, uh, be at peace with others or be joyful without the Lord Himself. Secondly, we talk about sometimes we harden our hearts because of wounds that we experience, okay, because of bad experiences. And we come to a conclusion Maybe some of you have experienced that, even I myself, okay, like bad experience. We come to a conclusion and sometimes we have a, not a very good narrative, not a very good story about it or not a very good conclusion. And sometimes we may even make a vow and say that, no, I will never be friend with people like this. Or, you know, it just coloured us, oh, people of this nationality is always like that. And therefore, we are difficult to be friends with others who are of that nationality or difficult to receive the goodness of God through them, right? So, about hardened hearts. So today, the, 
later on we have two more things that the Lord like uh, like to highlight. I like to highlight today. But let's start. We cross over. Amen. Amen. Let's start with cross over. In the Bible, talk so much about crossed over. Yeah, as as we we look at it, you know, that's what God has been saying from the beginning in the Garden of Eden. When Adam and Eve sinned, God provided the crossed over. Amen? He said like, okay, you know, Jesus, the seed, you know, the seed of the woman is going to crush the head of the serpent. He already said it's crossed over. It's not that it will happen. It is, it has happened. You know, that's why he already decided for that crossed over. So hold on to that. Hold on to that fact, the truth is that for us who have received Jesus Christ, we have crossed over. And not only that, even before we have received Jesus Christ, is already a crossed over, is whether we embrace it or not, isn't it? So friends, I'd like to start off with this Bible verse that we have read the other day. Okay, let's read together, but I'm using a, a different translation. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. Okay, let's read together. But you are God's chosen treasure. You are priests who are kings. You are a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience His marvellous light. And now He claims you as His very own. He did this so that you would broadcast His glorious wonders through the, throughout the world. For at one time... You were not God's people, but now you are. And what time you knew nothing of God's mercy because you hadn't received it yet, but now you are drenched with it. Hallelujah. Let's look it at a different, the other way around. If we have not crossed over, we are not God's chosen. If we have not crossed over, we are not kings who are priests. If we have not crossed over, we are not a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted. If we have not crossed over, we would not have experienced God's light and we would not have been called His very own. If we have not crossed over, we are not God's people. If we have not crossed over, we are not drenched with mercy. Sometimes it's good to look at the other way around. Then we begin to appreciate what it truly means to be called the sons of God. And may the Lord speak to us this week as we hold on to it. I am God's chosen. How about say that to your family members? You know, it's your children, your siblings, your spouse. Affirm it. Because they have crossed over. They have chosen to cross over. And say it to them, you are God's chosen treasure. God treasures you. And we don't have to say the whole Bible verse. <laughs> we can do one, one part, uh, uh, one of it one day. Uh, today I'm going to tell, um, you know, my family, you are God's chosen treasure. 
And then tomorrow I'm going to say to them, you are priests who are king. You are a priest who is a king. You are a royal priest. And you have authority that has come from the Lord. And you are priests who minister unto the Lord. And the Lord used, you know, through you, God minister to those around you. And say, you have come out from the darkness, the light of God. You are God, very, God's very own. You belong to God. Say that. Imagine yourself receiving those, hearing those words. Would it change you? Even I'm hearing myself saying it. Yeah, it is. It's making a difference, even as I say it now. And I, you are God's people. You are. You are already. And you are drenched with the mercy of God. Try saying that. Let's us not keep the word of God silent but proclaim it. We start, like the book of Acts say, from Jerusalem, you know, to Judea, to Samaria, to, and then to the world. We start with our own, uh, our own home. Yeah? Start with that, proclaiming the truth that comes from His mouth into our family. And for those who have not crossed over, just now you heard it read, to you, isn't it? I say, if we have not crossed over, then we have. Wow, doesn't that make you like, oh, I really need to pray, you know, for those who have not crossed over because they have not received it and they have not drenched in the mercy. Oh, they have not this, they, don't, they are not this. That will cause us, come, let us pray. Let us pray for those who have not crossed over. So I want to encourage us, say, say to someone, Say it to your family, start with that and see how the Word of God, you know, is life, brings life to us and to the people whom we love as well and even to our nation. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to read, let's read um, Romans chapter 5, but I'm going to read from uh, New King James first so that you will know which passage is that because you have heard it. Before most of us, we have heard this passage before. I will read it from New King James. Romans chapter 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace and which, in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has who was given to us also some of us we are very familiar isn't it? there is even a song I remember I learned it when I was younger therefore being justified by faith right so we know that in here it says that we are justified because of our faith therefore we have peace with God in our Lord Jesus Christ. So we say we have crossed over. We have peace with God because of Jesus Christ. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, we have access to the grace. But not only that, it says that rejoice, you know, and even glory. But we also glory in tribulations. And sometimes we feel that. But the encouragement of God say, glory in tribulation because you know from tribulation it produces perseverance and perseverance character and hope and the hope does not disappoint and who will pour out that love 
By who? By the Holy Spirit. The love of God being poured out. I want to read another translation, yeah? Okay? Let's do this uh, with another translation of this one. Together, by entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with Him, make us fit for Him. We have it all together with God because of our Master, Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same time that He has already thrown open His door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hope we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. There's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we are hemmed in with troubles because we know how troubles can develop passionate passions in us and how that passion in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we are never left feeling short-changed. Quite the contrary, we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Wow! Isn't that amazing? Oh, I need time to dwell in this, you know. Um, you know, we throw our hearts open. But when we came, I got already like that. Come, come, come. <laughs> you know, He's already there waiting for us. And how we act. He is His heart desire from the very, very beginning that we can have a relationship with Him through Jesus, through our Master. And say so that's why He can say, because of that, even at the time of trouble, we continue to shout for praise. We continue to shout our praise because we know God is doing something in our midst, right? He will work it out for our good, for those who love Him, who are called according to His purposes. And this is our faith in the Lord, in the Word Himself. And, and God so desire for all of us to enjoy what He is giving us. Yeah, so I find that this is the encouragement for us. So, how do we view God? After we have read all these passages, these are just some questions. How do we view, how do we view God now? How do we view ourselves? How do we view other people? You know, the battle that is going on is a battle for our hearts, isn't it? It's a battle for our hearts. Where is our heart looking to? Is it looking to the world or is it looking unto the Lord? Uh, the enemy just wants to steal our hearts, steal our affection from God. Therefore, God becomes like second, number two, not the most important. So, guard our hearts. The battle is, they say the battle in the mind, yes, but also for the, our affections, for whom we worship. So how do we view God? And what is this battle? Can we answer that, Lord, this is it. I have chosen, you know, in this battle that I'm choosing you. This is how I see you. I'm giving my life to you because you have given your life and your life means Jesus because Jesus is the life, isn't it? The way, the truth, and life. And you have given Jesus to me. I'm giving my life to you in this covenant relationship with you. As I said before, um, I'm not sure whether it's here, a power station, 
sometimes, you know, when I was young, I just accept Jesus. Yes, I want to accept Jesus. But I never thought of it as giving my life to Jesus. Do you? Maybe something that we can ponder upon. Because when I was young, that's, that's what we were encouraged to do, isn't it? When we want to become a Christian, we want to believe in God, believe in G- uh, God through Jesus Christ. We'll say, Jesus, I accept you as my Savior, as I accept as my Lord. But um, to give my life, to lay down my life for the Lord, oh, is another, <laughs> you know, something that really to consider um, in this coming week. Amen? Like, so what is life after crossover? After we have crossed over, okay? After we have crossed over today, I'm just going to uh, highlight certain things. I'd like to start off with looking at Christ's example of humility. Okay, let's look at Christ's example, living our life as a crossover, you know, a crossover person, a person that's crossover. Let us look at Christ. He is the one. You know, through Him, we have crossed over. So what does that mean? Our life in Christ. So let's read together. So if there is... Sorry. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Having this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ, Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God of thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Always to his glory. Amen. The Father. And so we see Jesus. Yes, Paul encouraged the Philippians, the church in Philippi, yes, you do this, you do this, consider, consider others more significant. Love, yeah, complete my joy that you will have the same mind because that mind is a mind of Christ. But what is this? And then he tells us, this is Jesus. He was in the form of God, it says in verse 6, but he did not count it equality with God as something to be grasped. He doesn't grasp. It's not like he feels, I'm entitled, you know. I'm entitled to be worshipped. I'm entitled to be served because I'm God. I'm entitled. But instead, wow, what did he do? He emptied himself. Let's ponder. How, How did he do it? He took the form of a servant 
He is God, but He was born in the likeness of man. Wow, flesh and blood. In life, in tribulation, is it painful? Yes. Is it painful in the heart? Yes. Is it painful in the mind? Yes. Is it painful in the physical body? Yes. Does Jesus know? Yes. Does that bring comfort that Jesus knows? And being not only that, he became in the likeness of man and not only that, the next thing, he humbled himself some more. Right? To obey God. He humbled himself to obey God. And then not only that, he humbled himself to the point yeah, where he was hung on the cross. Wow. It's like you think that, wow, God, wow, oh, you're so king. Huh? You are God and you come in human form. Wow, very king. Huh? Christmas, we celebrate. Yay, Christmas, Christmas. We celebrate, isn't it? Wow, oh, Jesus came and, you know, uh, you know, as a baby, but he's going to come again, but not as a baby, my friends. Are you ready? Yeah. And then he's not coming like a baby anymore. He's going to come as a king. No? Wow, we're so happy. Wow, Jesus, you came. It's Christmas. Yes, yes, yes. But Jesus took one more step further. Yeah, I came. I emptied myself. I became, you know, he became humble into obedience to God until he suffered and died on the cross. I pray, may this be an encouragement for us that we are not alone. Sometimes in our journey, we feel that, wow, after this, this happened. After this, that happened. After this, 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 this. this. Whoa. And sometimes we're crying out, oh, okay, God, when is this going to stop? You know, uh, can you please tie break, tie break, you know, stop it, stop it. But the Lord is encouraging us. Look at Christ. And the first point I'd like to give to us is that the authority given to us is a delegated authority and we are to be a good steward of it in accordance with the owner's desire who loves us and gave his life for us. The authority is a delegated one. It's given to us and actually we are stewards because it does not belong to us. The authority, as last week, Kenneth also mentioned, the authority is from God. Yeah. But it's how we see it, isn't it? If we see it like, I'm entitled to have this authority. Oh, I am a steward of this authority. We are all given authority in our sphere of life. Whether it's at home, you know, uh, I'm a big sister, as, you know, I have a sphere of authority. I'm an auntie or in church, you know, as a pastor or in groups, you know, like youth or other things or in your work. We are given that as a father, as a mother, we are given that uh, authority and we are steward of that authority and we are answerable to the owner of that authority because in Matthew chapter uh, 28 verse 18 to 20 it says that Jesus came and said to the disciples yeah, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me so all authority in heaven and on earth it belongs to Jesus. 
is given to Jesus. So go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. We know the will of God, the will to make disciples. We know. But do we know the ways of God? How does God want us to do it in my workplace? How does God want us to do it in my family? What are the ways? Because everyone is so unique, isn't it? The way that God wants us to speak to them, the way that God wants to minister to them, how does He want us to do that? What are His ways? Okay, he wants us to disciple them, yeah, that they will follow Jesus. He wants us to teach them to observe. Okay? So, it's easy to say, I God, I know your will. Okay, I'm going to do it. Let's go, I do, 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 without even talking to the person who sent us. It is so easy to do that. It's so easy that you are given a responsibility and therefore you have authority over that responsibility and then I say, okay, bye, I see you. And then I'll just do whatever I like without being accountable to the person who has given us that authority. We are given authority. And last week, as Canon said, authority without requirement of obedience. Therefore, there is no accountability. You see, God given us that authority, but there is something on our part He requires to do, to obey, isn't it? And to obey, it requires us to be humble. Is that easy? Ah, no. <laughs> because I my way by God is okay. No need to say anything. <laughs> okay, it's, it's easy not to be humble than to be humble and to say, I am a woman under authority. And sometimes that can be very hard. Or even maybe as a head of the family, to humble ourselves before the Lord and say, I am a man under the Lord, under the authority of God. I am a steward of this authority. Maybe as a mom, as a mother. Also, I'm a, I'm, as a parent, I'm a, you know, I am under the authority of Jesus Christ. I'm a steward of this authority. And therefore, I humble myself to the owner of this authority. God, I know your will. You want me to obey you. You, you desire me to train our children up in, the, in your way. So what is, how is it? How do I do this? Uh, or in our church, what, in, in certain ministries, so how, how do I do this? You've given me this authority in this fear that you've given of influence. But what are your ways? And therefore, humility requires us to look closely, to listen intensely. Look closely. Listen intensely. Follow the example of Jesus. He lived his life on earth doing only what he sees the Father is doing, listening not to question God. You sure not, God. You want me to die like that? You sure not? It's, it's never like that. It's listening to obey. And he never quenches the Holy Spirit. That means as if the Holy Spirit lead him, he will go and he will do it. But let's just read a, a few. I said, do not hold back. Do not hold back the work or stifle or quench or extinguish the Holy Spirit. But I also want to encourage us, 
right? Uh, as in like 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19 to 22. It says that never damn this fire of the Holy Spirit, never despise what is spoken in the name of the Lord. By all means, use your judgment and hold on to whatever is really good, steer clear of evil in any form. Yeah, in, a, in another translation, it says, don't suppress the Spirit. Don't stifle those who have a word from the Master. On the other hand, don't be gullible. Check out everything and keep only what's good. Throw out anything tainted with evil. Because sometimes we may not understand how the Holy Spirit do it. And that's why we reject, reject, reject. Ah, no, 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 don't say anything. But the Lord is encouraging us as we grow, as we mature, okay, in our relationship with Him. He's teaching us how to discern what is from Him and what is not from Him. Okay, so don't everything kick out, but learn to communicate. Ah, that's what He likes. You know, the Lord likes it when we talk to Him. The Lord likes it when we come to Him. He really likes it. He's just waiting for us to say it. He's just waiting for us to really ex be transparent before Him. And I find that so interesting because there was one day, uh, a Tuesday power station, and I remember, uh, you know, at that time, not many people will come because we, it was still, COVID cases were still very high. And then I would normally go to the room at the back so that I can take off my mask, you know, alone and I pray. And that day we were talking about Joel chapter 2. We were talking about restoration. Ah, restoration. We're talking about restoration. When we want to pray for restoration, restoration, what the locust has eaten uh, and things like that. And I was at the back room. I said, you know, <laughs> I was not in a good mood, you know, that day. <laughs> I was like, like, then I, talk, I just talked to God. You know? you know, sometimes I talk to God like very serious. Just uh, during prayer time, okay, put my hand like that and then I'm going to pray. But that day, I just told God, I just, okay, this is it. I tell you like how I really feel, you know. Uh, I said, God, I want that restoration. But now I'm very upset. I'm angry. I, but I don't, so don't know why. I just said like that. I'm angry. That's it. And then, okay, I like, just follow like, the prayer. Just pray, pray. I still feel like, ah, mood is still down. But as I got into my car and I was driving and I reached, you know, Kepije, because a roundabout. And then suddenly... I didn't expect it. The anger just came out, you know. Well, I didn't do anything. Last time we were taught, huh, maybe sometimes you need help to get the anger out. Go hit a tree, huh? go take a phone book. Huh? We don't have phone book already, huh? so how to do that? Oh, tear paper huh? so they get the anger out. But that was my first experience like, oh wow, I didn't even ask for it. I was just telling God, man, I want that restoration, but God, I'm angry. You know, it's not that I, I want to reject it, but I'm telling you the truth. I'm being transparent now. I'm angry. And then all the anger came out. I was screaming in the car and I praised the Lord. I didn't go and bang into somebody because I was angry, you know. And I was screaming and screaming and was scolding, you know, as unto the Lord, you know, with God. I just scold at the person that I'm angry about but I know God is okay. He can take it. So I was just scolding and scolding, you know. And then, you know what happened? Then I wail. I was wailing. I was crying. 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 I was wailing, you know. I was not like... <laughs> I was like... 
uh, I don't know what happened to the car next to me, whether they see it or not, whether they heard it or not. And then I cannot go home, you know, because I was still sh shouting and screaming. So I found a parking lot, you know. I just well and well and well because um, we have learned that, you know, normally the anger, it covers the pain. There's a lot of pain inside. And then only I realized, wow, God, Yen Laya, I was so hurt. I was so hurt. I didn't realize how hurt I was. I cry, I cry. You know, we finished um, power station like about 10, you know, like 9 plus 10. At that time, our power station was 7 o'clock. Yeah. I reached home at 1 o'clock in the morning. I was crying and crying and crying in the. But. Um, did I go up and be a good mood? And then, no, it took me quite a bit of time before I really be able to, you know, it's a journey of forgiveness. It's really a journey. It's a journey of, you know, it makes you, when you feel, when you still don't have that breakthrough, that full breakthrough, you just keep coming to Jesus. Jesus, I still don't have it, you know. I, I, I want to, but I, how come I cannot? Huh? Then you, you will come to Him. You will come to Him and He will keep revealing, revealing your heart. What is inside your heart? So, humility requires us look carefully, look, look closely, listen intently, do not hold back what the end, what the Holy Spirit is doing. When the Holy Spirit, I mean, at that time, I didn't know, but I just, I just need to say it. So I just say to God, <laughs> I want it, but I'm angry. <laughs> and, and that was like a, a journey of that to come out. Therefore, the Lord can minister as well. Friends, I didn't know I have that. <laughs> and no wonder I find it so hard, you know, to be set free. I didn't know, but God knows what is truly that I need and is inside me. But I'm encouraging you, please don't go and um, dig, 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 okay? Uh, um, just as the Holy Spirit prompts, you know, as you feel the Holy Spirit touch, I mean, you feel God like telling you, you know, say, just say it out to me. I said, oh, okay, okay. You know, like I, I told you about my brother, you know, after he passed away, I was very sad, right? And then every time when I cry, because the pain, I can feel physical pain in my heart. So, and I feel the pain, I cry, I cry, and then I cry and cry, and then one day I sense Jesus was saying to me, hey, you know, you can invite me to come in, you know, to the pain. I said, oh yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, Jesus. <laughs> so now every time when, I, you know, when I'm crying in pain, I, the first person I was, the first thing I said, Jesus, come in. <laughs> Jesus, help me. And it's a journey as well. I just say, Jesus, help me because that is all I can say at that time I, I don't have flowery words to say all glory to you all praise Not, nothing like that I just say Jesus help me please help me so listen Jesus listens I put it in present tense huh? Jesus listens. Jesus is present. He is never distracted. You know, sometimes we get distracted when our friend is talking. 
<laughs> or we are thinking, hey, how to solve this problem or how to solve her problem. <laughs> okay? He's not distracted and he is not in a rush. <clears throat> Excuse me. Listen to the heart behind the words. Whether it's Jesus' words or whether it's our friend's words. And sometimes we want to help our friend, we are talking, you know. But listen to what is in the heart. Ah, that's why we need to look closely, isn't it? Uh, listen intently. There, there's the heart. Yeah, there's the heart that the Lord wants to reveal. But listen. And sometimes, you know, listening is maybe the one best gift we can give to somebody. It's to be present. It's just to be there. I remember a friend also told me, you know, because she knows my style. Huh? My style is that when people share a problem, I very fast, I will be thinking how to help her solve the problem. <laughs> so one day she came to me, we were, she was in the car, she said, Margaret, uh, just listen. Oh, straight away I relax, you know, because the, the default mode huh, <laughs> is coming to work already. She said, just listen, no need to solve it. Oh, then I begin to understand Sometimes, what my friends need is not for me to solve, but just for me to be there so that they can say it out, uh, what is really in their hearts. But I thank God for that. Huh? We have friends. We have, that's why we encourage one another. Come, you know, be part of the body of Christ physically and, you know, that we can see each other's face. We can help. We can encourage each other, okay? Encourage one another. Okay, so be present, listen. The Lord listened to us. What about us? Let us listen. But with intention to, to follow what He says. And even if He corrects us, and if suddenly it, it really uh, feels very uncomfortable when God corrects us, then maybe there could be a wounding in the past that caused us to reject the correction. Okay, cause us to feel very uncomfortable. It could be something that we experienced in the past, right? Like, like the hardened heart. Why we harden? Could be some woundings. So, it's okay. It's okay. Because that's what Jesus wants to do, is to help us with the woundings. So, secondly, yeah, this is the one talking about the woundings. God says, give me your ashes. Give me your ashes. I'm going to start with this point saying that it is God's desire that we live in all that He has prepared for us. He wants us to feast on what Christ has done for us to enter, in order that we, you know, to enter this covenant relationship, what Christ has done for us that we may enter in. He wants us to feast on it. You know what is feast? I look at the, you know, online in Google, I say, uh, feast, uh, the verb of feast, to eat a lot of good food and enjoy it very much. Ah, and then another one say, eat a large amount of it <laughs> with great enjoyment. Ah, you know, when I was thinking about this, I laughed in my heart because suddenly I have an illustration. You know, your parents, you know, our parents work very hard for us, right? I mean, um, last time I heard my mom say to me, he said, you know, your grandmother, my father's mother, she, uh, last time they are, uh, how do you say, uh, 
rubber tapper. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. She said she would um, save her money so that she can buy bird's nest for Chinese New Year for the family to eat. I said, wow. Wow, okay. So it's like example like that. You know? Uh, example, I was thinking and I was laughing about it. So example like our parents, they work so hard. You know, they work so hard and they buy, you know, nowadays good chicken uh, for Chinese New Year is, I mean, good chicken like my mom, she's during Chinese New Year, to get good ones is very expensive, right? But it's very nice when you sup it, uh, yeah? Like, you know, stay. okay. <laughs> I can put that in dictionary now. Nah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And the crossover 2.2, uh, 2.0, okay. So, you stop it. It was very nice and you talk, talk, talk. And then, right, the chicken meat is still so good, right? Um, so, I was thinking about this illustrating, you know, like my, if my mom and my, my mom and my dad, you know, especially my mom, she, she's working, she buy this nice chicken and then she prepare it for us and then it's time to eat and feast and then all I eat is the chicken feet. Wow, my mom would be like, my goodness. <laughs> How would she feel, right? She, she, she wants us to enjoy it, to feast on it. You know, think about our Heavenly Father. Uh, it's okay, like God, never mind, like that one, it's okay, I don't, I don't need to enjoy that one. I don't. Sometimes we have that kind of attitude, isn't it? It's okay, like, uh, that one for, for that, uh, that pastor, that one. Uh, uh, this one, the, this one, uh, not for me, I uh, chicken feet can. Uh, <laughs> oh God, we need help. I'm saying that to myself also. I need help. That's why the Lord keeps inviting us. Come, come, come. Come to the bread of life. Come, 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 come. When you come and you take in and meditate on it and, and therefore you will know what part of that, you know, all parts of it and therefore we, we feast on it what Christ has done. I only read a few passages about what Christ has done but if you, I can't say it all. If I say it all, I think the whole one hour will be just reading scriptures, you know. Read what Christ has done and you get so excited. Wow, Jesus, you crossed over. I am a crossover, you know, person and this is what happens and so God desire that feast on what Christ has done. Don't feel sorry for Jesus. Oh, so Christian, oh, my Jesus died for me. So tam, so tam. Feast on it. Amen? Feast on it. Feast on it. What do we feast on? Let's read. This is just one passage. There are plenty of it. I'm just taking from Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 3. Feast on what? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. The opening, oh, sorry, is it there? Eyes, okay, to are blind, okay. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn to grant to those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, a heavy burden and failing spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness and the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified, that He may display His beauty. Feast on it, my friends. Feast on the Holy Spirit. Feast on the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Don't say we don't need it. But God say, feast on it. Take it, eat it, drink it, remember. Feast on what the Holy Spirit is giving to us, you know. God has given, giving to us through His Holy Spirit. Feast on it, the good news. Feast on it, the healing of a broken heart. Healing even of our bodies. Feast on it, the freedom from captivity. Feast on it, on the, the opening of the prison door. Feast on it, on the opening of our eyes that we may receive revelation. Amen? Feast on it, the Lord's favour. Feast on it, vengeance belongs to the Lord. So don't take it, leave it to the Lord. Feast on it, the comfort of God. Feast on it, this beautiful, uh, the beauty of God upon us instead of ashes. Feast on the oil of gladness. Feast on the garment of praise. Feast that we are the oaks of righteousness. Feast on the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Friends, give God all our ashes. Do you have regrets? Yeah, I struggle with regrets. But God wants us to be free from regrets. Do you have fear? Are you fearful about your life? Are you fearful about the life of your loved ones? What are you fearful of? And recently, I, I realised I had a lot of fear as well. Yeah, God just brought it up and said, yeah, I'm very fearful. That's why I, I couldn't be my true self because I'm so fearful, okay? What are we fearful of? Do we have worries? Give God. God say, cast your cares upon Him because He cares for you. Okay, do you have bad experiences? Do you have hurts? Don't go into 2023 with all those. Let's do it. Let's do it together. Let us give our ashes to the Lord because He wants us to feast on all this. Plus, He doesn't want us to miss out because of our ashes. Because a lot of times when we have regrets, worries, fear and bad experience and woundings, that would affect our decision on how we move forward. Whether we move forward or not and how we move forward. And that will stop us from feasting. Hallelujah. Get ready to feast on Christmas Day. <laughs> and I believe the Word of God encourages you and may you feast on the Lord every day without any shame or guilt. Amen? Uh, so let's sing that song again and I'll, I'll let Ying Ying lead the song because I sang a different key already. But I'll let uh, Ying Ying to come and lead us in that song again because of you. Hallelujah. We, we prepare. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, we want to say thank you to you. We want to thank you for your word of encouragement to affirm us that when we receive Jesus as our Savior, as our Lord, and we, we choose, we give our life, and sometimes that's very hard for us to say it, but you understand and you're helping us. Father, even right now, we thank you for your word of encouragement. Lord, to follow Jesus, his humility, 
And, and Lord, it is you, your spirit in us. You are living in us. And we desire that. We desire your humility in us. We desire you. We desire Jesus. We desire to feast on Jesus. Because it's through Jesus we have all this. We desire to feast on the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. We desire to feast on the Holy Spirit whom you have given to us. All these gifts, all these breakthroughs, all these healings, all this restoration. And Lord, we also want to be transparent. In times that we know that we are not able to receive, we want to say, Lord, I am not able. And Lord, we want to be transparent at times. Also when we have hold on to authority without being accountable to you, to the owner of the authority, we ask for your forgiveness. Father, we ask for your forgiveness. And we pray that God, even today, right now, that would you release your love, help us by the power of your Holy Spirit, pour your love into our hearts, pour your comfort, pour your healing, Lord, for those who need healing. Father, for those who has not crossed over, but today you want to cross over, say to Jesus, Jesus, I want, I want you. You are my crossed over. I desire you to be my God. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Have mercy on me. Forgive me. But Lord, I desire, I desire you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. Minister to your children. Minister to us. Minister to those who are watching online, whether it's now or in the future. Minister to our, to our hearts, O oh Lord. Whether we know you personally or no, but Lord, touch our hearts. Touch our hearts. Let your love be so real because of you. Because of you, Jesus. Thank you. We experience the love of God because of you. Because of you, we experience forgiveness. Because of you, Lord, we can feast on your goodness. Thank you, Lord.